0: this week's episode of the NACNR Podcast, we sit down with Glastonbury's co-stars, Leonard D. Sales and Rachel McGinley. But before we get into that, a word from our sponsors. All right, episode number, I have no fucking idea. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with Leo Sales and uh, Rachel, who is his girlfriend, playing in a new project together. Uh, Leo, buddy, how have
1: you been? I have been good, my friend. I, it's, it's a crazy, crazy world we're in right now, but it, at least we still get to do this kind of stuff. You know, it's fucking wild, man. It's just like... It oh, is. It
0: feels so it's weird. Crazy. I feel like I'm in a video game, man. It, I don't know how to act anymore. Ew. It's
1: like, ugh. I know. We always see movies about this kind of shit, and then we always laugh at it, but now we're living in it, and it's like, what do we do?
0: <laughs> ha- have you made the mistake of seeing
1: the movies that are, like, related to no. this? Like, Outbreak and no. Contagion? No? Absolutely not. No, I, I mean I, I watched oh, it a long time ago, but like, dude, it's it's so fucked up cause like if you go on Netflix, like the first the first like two films that pop up are like quarantine and like yeah, contagion. I'm like I'm, like, I'm yeah. like what the hell's going on, dude? Yeah. Like are you serious? Kind of the shit it, it's working dude I don't, I don't try to turn that shit off man I'll i mean yeah. I, I
0: don't feed into this and I, I want i'm gonna get oh you know what fuck it i'm gonna get into it now you actually stood up for me a few weeks ago i don't feed into
1: this shit like i i don't oh yeah, dude. I, yeah I try yeah, yeah. not
0: to feed into this it's crazy so everybody in the dude, podcast works. absolutely go ahead
1: for no I, I mean like dude people are gonna talk to you all the time you know what i mean that's that's how it is but like sometimes you gotta put people in their places and and, and that's the way of life and i'm i'm definitely not someone who's fucking scared to do that <laughs> no. I,
0: I you know what the crazy thing is i didn't even know that we were out of place so to uh place everything in context around a week before we got on lockdown and a week into lockdown so the week before we got on lockdown my wife ended up feeding into the panic shopping and then spent 600 bucks on groceries i made yeah. a bullshit fucking status about it saying uh all over a fucking cough I don't know. I don't know much about the COVID. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's fake and I'm going to stand on that and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Right. So um, I said that. And then a week later when I had to break the news to my associates saying, Hey, stores closed down, we don't have a job anymore. I, I, I forgot what I posted. I posted some shit and then people just started trolling me, sending screenshots of my, my previous post and I didn't think <laughs> nothing of it. Five hours later, I get a message from you or um... – a Facebook notification from you saying you commented. I'm like, what the fuck did he comment on? So oh, yeah. I checked and it was you like I almost pictured you with a sword trying to fight back these lines. <laughs> like,
1: stay back! Get, get back away from him! What are you doing? Well, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, honestly, like, I feel like during this pandemic, and I'm pretty sure that everybody can relate to this, I have I I think I, I have just under 2,000 friends on Facebook. I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat. I swear to God, on on my life, over, like, three quarters of them have literally turned into doctors the last two fucking months and it's like (laughs) i hate people that do this shit it's like if you don't know what you're talking about why can you comment and that's that's one thing like and 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 just speaking for myself you know, like everybody posts about politics and shit and obviously there's things that everybody likes and don't like but like i don't know enough about politics to have an opinion like i know what i like Hmm. but i don't broadcast because i don't know shit but then you have people that think they're Working for the fucking the government, they know they're like, dude, shut up! Like this, this just gotta stop. No one knows. Like my God,
0: why watch the news when you got Facebook? You know?
1: Yeah, no shit, dude. But honestly, (laughs) even nowadays, like the news is such a it's it's so fucked up that like like every I I feel like every news outlet. After this shit's done, should be held accountable of like a hundred hundred million dollars. Find all of them because well, for for like, all the for all the
0: fake shit that they're throwing
1: out they're, and, and the they're bullshit. just scaring yeah. the shit out of people. They're talking about people dying, but they're not talking about people who are like surviving this shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's stupid, yeah, yeah.
0: dude. It's 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 bonkers. I seen a documentary right there was like a news thing in, in Brooklyn saying Brooklyn hospitals are going crazy. they are yeah. you know filled to the brim, and this guy went the next day. There was no lines, nobody even went in a room, waiting room know nothing yeah. but you know the news is painting this picture of of chaos and destruction and you know horrible um ho- this horrible disease and then this guy's like well you know where's the bodies we, you know where, what, where's what, the what lines did,
1: what, what did you just see what did you just hear about right like didn't they say something about ventilators in new york
2: oh yeah they uh they said someone just wrote that they're only uh using like 20 of their ventilators and they were acting like they, they needed didn't more have any left yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, holy shit, dude, like all these arenas around the country are being like mm-hmm. saved for people who like might have this disease. But I feel like I have not I've not I've not heard of one arena, like one sports arena in the country that has one patient in it yet. You know what I mean? So I it's like, guess. all right. Like, I don't know enough. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of sketchy. I don't know. I, I don't.
0: And, uh, you know, I, and I I would admit that I don't know much about politics. I don't follow this whole covid thing. I don't know none of it. I'll just say what I feel. And I, I just want to apologize. But I want to thank you for actually coming to my aid. When Absolutely. I didn't know idea, I had no idea people were trying to fucking kill me. So thank oh, you. That. I, I got you always. <laughs> uh, always so what? You. So uh, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke?
1: Uh, so, yeah. So I mean, we so we both got furloughed from our day jobs uh, <laughs> a while ago. So we've literally just been like, I mean, well, it's I, I, I'm a big golfer too, so I've been trying to golf as much as I can because that's really safe to do. But other than that, I mean, we've been trying to like stay artistic, try to write some stuff with other people, and, and, and it's kind of hard, because some people are working, some people aren't, but we're just trying to stay sane during this time, man, you know, it's it's kind of an unprecedented time, and, and I, I think it's super important for, especially artists, to make sure that they're still busy, you know, I'm, I'm still auditioning here and there, Rachel's looking for auditions, that kind of stuff, so... We're just yeah. trying to stay busy. I mean, it's. I feel like the, the the more time you spend doing nothing, the more insane you're gonna get. You know what I mean? So yeah, we're just trying to trying to get by, man. It's 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 a it's a crazy time.
0: So with you trying to stay busy and auditioning, um, what other ways are you staying artistically, um, active?
1: Yeah. So I, we we like we actually it's so funny like we both took a we took like our our iphones out of the golf course with like a tripod we, we've been making like these funny videos kind of like that. i'm not sure if you saw that or not but i think a total of like 25 people watched it but um, <laughs> it was... <laughs> we're, we're just trying to do, i mean honestly like i feel like right now i'm not really even trying to create things for other people i'm trying to create them for myself and just for uh, us yeah. to watch and feel you know just like, keep you okay, entertained we're, yeah we're, we're we're still we're still creating things whether it's good or it's shit it doesn't matter we're still creating things and that's the most important part. Like, I mean, I, I've probably redone my demo reel like 12 times in the past 14. So it's like, I mean, it fuck, it's down to like a minute and two seconds. I'm like, shit, yeah, this is what they want, man. It used to be like three minutes long. I'm like, shit, I cut, I cut all my shit out, man. It's crazy. So Well,
0: I mean, the, the the good thing about like the times like this is that you're able to reevaluate and, and, and think actually think about shit. Before yeah. like all this happened, just like you just gotta hit and move. You gotta go, yeah. you gotta go, you gotta go. For now sure you're actually thinking about it. Yeah. Uh so I had a question. You have a head full of hair and I'm bald as fuck. So, Rachel, <laughs> do you cut his hair? I didn't.
2: I actually <laughs> offered to. I told him that I would. I was like, I can do it, it'd be totally fine. And he shut it down really quick. But really, so are you letting yeah. it
0: grow?
1: All right. So I'm not I, I'm not gonna say who this was, but I low key <laughs> had one of my boys get my but I got my hair cut, bro.
0: Oh, you did? I, I
1: wore the mask. They wore the mask. I uh, you went loved. to the black
0: market. You got your shit done in the black market. <laughs> the I, I, I
1: I went to eBay and purchased it. eBay. It <laughs> you just, went
0: uh, to a Chinese basement
1: in the fucking Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. got your hair done. <laughs> I mean, it, it's horrible though, bro. Because like, I mean, even like even barbers, like they, they they don't. I mean, they're losing their jobs and they can't get unemployment because they don't qualify. Right. So I understand it's a hustle. I mean, if you're yeah. doing it safely, like just make sure that you know you're you're using proper precaution. But like, I'm trying to support you know all my boys who are not you know as lucky as as we are to kind of like at least have unemployment you know what i mean so yeah i didn't even know that time. they didn't uh i didn't know that they didn't qualify I, that's
0: news to me. yeah well, i mean because because
1: i i guess technically barbers are like i mean all over the country they're like basically like independent contractors you know what i mean mm. so they're paying out the shop so they're, ba- they're it's kind of like being like a server you know what i mean yeah so you allocating tips and shit i don't even know how that works but it's it's sad man i i hope The economy at least pulls back a little bit after all this Mm -hmm. shit. Uh, App, Jesus! I stuttered like a motherfucker. Sorry. You're good. Um, (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Hopefully, the economy kind of, kind of comes back at some point. You know what I mean?
0: Dude, I swear, like everybody's starting to look more busted and busted. Like all these celebrities, they all look (laughs) shits. They all look like Tom Hanks (laughs) and Castaway right now. Well,
1: well, they all look. I feel like I feel like they look normal. You know now. Yeah, no, it does. It kind
0: of is like, all right, you're just like me. Fucking Brad yeah, Pitt, I, what's up now? Yeah, you know? seriously, yeah.
1: They're not, they're not wearing like the the makeup and all this other bullshit. And it's like, oh, they look like people walking yeah. down the street now, you know, which is, which is good for the other American people to think or to to to, to know because another thing too is like, before I ever got on like a big film set, I, I I swear to God, I was like, celebrities, like they're not real people, like it's like they're not, they're not real, they're like aliens, you know. But when you meet yeah. them, it's like they they're it's like yeah exactly. they're the same they're the same as me they just have more money you know, yeah they like, just have it. a
0: big ass team behind them doing everything for yeah, yeah no shit yeah. dude
1: and we're by ourselves but at the same time it's like they're the same they're the same as same us dude too, yeah. I mean some are more conceited and, and self righteous and hedonistic than us but at the same time it's you know they're still selfish people so, yeah. in the
0: world you know yeah right. Photoshop is a motherfucker um, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah. so uh, you have a new project getting set to shoot this summer
1: uh, what, yeah, what can dude, you share are- for we're so excited, yeah! So, um, I think this is a la- the last episode we did. We talked about Dark Ground, um, the feature film that we had coming yes. out, and then we premiered it uh, at the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so the same directors of Dark Round, um, Craig M- or yeah, Chris McDaniel. <laughs> Craig Weeden and Chris McDaniel, sorry, um, it's the two C's. I always get them confused. <laughs> they they wrote they 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 have been kind of specializing in like horror like writing for for a long time and and they kind of branched out. So essentially they they wrote a script called Glastonbury. It's based in Vermont. Um, it's 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 kind of the synopsis is kind of like you know, in in Vermont there's like a a, a Glastonbury Mountain that essentially keeps like taking people and no one knows where these people are going. So they just vanish. Mm. Um, and Rachel and I play husband and wife and our, our kid kind of goes missing while we're there. And it's kind of a, a crazy sci-fi thriller drama that kind of is based around just us in search of our kid one and two, like find out what the hell's happening, um, at Glastonbury mountain. So it's going to be a fun ride and it's, it's going to be cool because, we've never done a drama before which is uh-huh. really cool especially together um so it's going to be kind of cool to dive into a different um kind of a different atmosphere and, and look at the project in a totally different light because as you know i've done a lot of like the kind of the college frat kid roles yeah and now the douchey ones do something yeah i get to do something like totally different and, and and rachel does too so it's going to be a it's going to be a fun project we're still slated to shoot and Um, I I think we're probably going to be either mid-July, maybe August, but we're still slated to shoot. So that's that's the most important part. Ah,
0: That's good. So how was the audition process? Because, I mean, I think it it works out perfectly that you and Rachel got the role, but how did that work out? Yeah. Mm For sure. So
1: I, I was lucky enough to kind of get offered the role um, just because I would worked with these guys before. Um, and it, it, it just so happens that, you know, they were looking for a girl and I just said, hey, like, you know, Rachel hasn't done a film in a, like, you know, six to eight months. So I'd love for her to come on. And and, and it kind of just happened organically. There actually was no audition process because they work for both of us. Uh-huh. Um, but that That's kind of the, the unique dynamic about it, though. We just know each other so well. So like they know what my strengths are. They know what her strengths are. Um, but at the same token, they know what our weaknesses are as well you know what mm. i mean so it's kind of just coming together and, and formulating a plan and 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 you know diving into the script and the characters and that's kind of the fun part about it though you know you get to kind of get to work um in the pre-production stages and not have to worry about the audition process yeah that.
0: that's good so rachel um yeah. you're new to the podcast tell me about yourself how did you get into acting
2: I am. I actually grew up in Illinois doing uh, a lot of theater.
0: Okay.
2: Um. Yeah, I did. And uh, like, like I
0: musicals was, or or what? Like, yeah, cats? I did.
2: I did a musical, strictly musicals, for about the first uh, twenty years of my life. Oh wow. Um. Yes. Yeah, I started when I was like ten, um, and I loved it for a really long time. But there was always that, you know, that one piece of something that I was missing that I wasn't artistically satisfied with. Okay. Um and then in 2012, um I did my first feature film called The Shallow Grave where I got to play basically like a teen assassin, which was <laughs> so much fun. No shit. That's so I different did, than, yeah. than
0: singing cats. How how did you get into that?
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh after doing that film, um it made me realize that I feel like I belong you know, in the film industry Mm -hmm. more so than, uh, you know, being on stage. And I love being on stage. I'm so, you know, grateful to, you know, for all the opportunities that I did have on Mm -hmm. stage, but I think, you know, there's something so different about, you know, being a film actor Mm -hmm. and having to learn so much about yourself. And so, Um, since then I've been trying to, you know, just grow my film career and learn more and constantly grow. So it's been, it's been a fun ride. It's been good.
0: So, um, between, um, stage uh, theater and, and acting on screen, how, how is it different to understand your character? Do you study
2: different? Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about, Theater and film. Um, a lot of people think you can kind of just like jump back and forth without having to, you know, do anything different. And so with theater, it's just, it's a lot of projecting. It's not solely focused on, you know, studying your character and, you know, being super emotional. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to have scenes where you have to be emotional on stage as well. You're talking
0: about projecting from the frame or
2: projecting as in being very loud, like being, your, you it. know, everything you say is very loud and, Um, obviously not how you would talk (laughs) in your everyday conversation with somebody, but I think it's so different. And so, you know, when stepping into film, um, it's very emotional. You have to know a lot about yourself. You have to be able to pick up on, you know, the really small things that you do, which is something that Leo taught me, Mm -hmm. you know, when we first started dating, I learned a lot from him, um, and definitely grew a lot since, you know, since we've been together for sure. Um, But yeah, it's totally different. And I mean, it's very, you know, theater is very boisterous and you're, you're loud and you're dancing and you're moving around. And then film is very, you know, much, you know, pulled into yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to know, you have to know yourself inside and out. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that's the coolest thing ever. So I
0: think starting off in in theater and transitioning into film is such a great thing. There's so many actors that started off like that. Like Natalie Portman, she is fucking phenomenal.
2: You Absolutely. know, she started
0: on there. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Sarah mm-hmm. Jessica Parker. I mean, she has a long face, but she started in theater. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so sure. I totally agree. How was uh, I had a question about the, the the murder thing. How did you get into that one that you were a murderous scene. How, how did you jump from from theater to, to being a? murderous team
2: yeah so I mean I was very lucky to know the filmmaker that um, was creating that film I had known him for he was a good family friend of ours Mm -hmm. Um, his name is Matt Summerfield and he um, wanted to jump into film for a long time and he said hey I wrote this feature film you know I think that you'd be great because he also knew that I did theater for a long Mm -hmm. time and he was like I think you'd be great doing this it'd be totally new thing for you and at first I was like, oh gosh, I don't know. You know, I have no combat training and they wanted me to, you know, have a machine gun and no one <laughs> use it. So, <laughs> so did you go to was... the
0: range or did you just watch YouTube videos?
2: <laughs> I didn't. I just, I was like, I'm going to wing it and hopefully it'll look cool kind of. <laughs> um, and it was, no, but it was, it was cool. And so I think that that taught me a lot too, because I kind of had to you know, when you're doing independent films as well, I mean, a lot of times you're not going to, you know, be able to have any combat training because how many, you know, indie filmmakers are going to be like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we hired this yeah. instructor. Like, you're going to train with them for a yeah, certain amount of weeks.
0: Being in the independent circuit, you kind of have to do your own homework and, and kind of sharpen yeah. your own tools.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what I had to do with Walkers in the City. I yeah. mean, like, I, I know for that, there was a lot of, like, intense, like, Gun shit going on, and I mean, dude, like I'm like the whitest kid ever. In, like, <laughs> Chicago, land. like I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. So, I mean, first day on set, I told Enrique, I was like, I, Enrique Guzman, he's a fucking stud. Shout out, yeah. He, I mean, like he knows how to do that shit. So, like, like they were like giving us like guns and all this shit, and like I like kind of like weaseled my way over to Enrique. I was like, yo, like you got you gotta show me what the fucking deal is here, bro. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Most most guns look pretty familiar to me, but I, yeah, well, I don't want to look me. like a, a fucking idiot on screen. So you <laughs> got to help me, bro. You know. So I was like, all right. It
2: can be intimidating. But it's
1: cool though. I, think, I mean, it, that's the cool part about independent filmmaking is there's there's people that obviously they're actors, but there's so much, so much more to each individual than just acting. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, Enrique was in the military and he he worked for like law enforcement yeah. and he everybody knows a lot of different things just other than acting you know so yeah that's the thing you, you can like learn the job on set if you need to which is really cool <laughs> yeah
0: for I, sure i think about it like if i were if i were to step on set and they would give me nunchucks as a fucking weapon i'd be like i quit i'm sorry i can't
1: <laughs> Yo, dude, I, <laughs> dude, i'm done yeah, yeah exactly i mean do i mean I, honestly when i was a kid i i tried to do the nunchuck shit one time and i hit myself in the balls until, like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I never did it again and it, <laughs> after that i was traumatized and i was like you need to have a double. So I, every, I, every I time you work, every don't time don't look
0: at a pair of nunchucks, does your ball hurt? Your balls hurt? Oh, yeah,
1: dude. It, fe- it feels like I got a kidney stone. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's. It's funny. It's, it's fucking crazy, dude. You I, know I, what's
2: funny though, too, is when I, you know, when I did, they asked me first. They were like, they were like, so do you know how to use machine guns? And like, fifteen-year-old me was like, well, I'm not what like the fuck
0: no. kind of that question cool. is that? So
2: I was like, I was like, oh sure. And like thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that's so believable that a fifteen-year-old girl who the fuck asked like, you that? Who
0: <laughs> you got a question?
2: You got a like, question? So who the well. fuck?
0: That's ridiculous. Really? I you know. Got- Dude, that's like asking my seven-year-old daughter hey do you know how to use a grenade like what the fuck how does she <laughs> know
1: how would she know that but, but like she i mean she like honestly like there there's a clip of that in her demo reel and she actually yeah. plays it off fucking awesome dude like oh, she thanks. she like she just fucking mercs this dude and she like pistol whips him with this ak and she turns around and i'm like damn like that's fucking crazy dude like i'm not gonna fuck oh, with her you oh, know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so besides uh uh you and rachel who else is in the uh film
1: yeah. So we have a really talented cast and crew. We got, uh, all right. I actually have a couple notes. I want to make sure I, I, I show everybody. Yeah. So, um, we got, uh, a lot of these cast members are from dark ground as well. So we got a, a, a guy named Che Jim. Uh, he's actually from Arizona um he was you know it's crazy he was actually a member of like the navajo tribe which is really cool okay they reside in indianapolis so he's an actor he writes a lot too he's known for uh heartland and dark ground but um he actually does like a lot of podcasts and radio talk shows as well kind of talking about Mm -hmm. his heritage and that kind of stuff too which is cool and then thomas d brown uh, the second um, he's an actor and director and writer from Indianapolis area and he was also part of Dark Ground too. So it's a lot of the same cast and crew as, as Dark Ground because I, think, I feel like Chris and Craig really, um, they really trust that whole group of people. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to be on set. They know they're going to perform well. And it, it really it kind of just comes down to trustworthiness. You know, it's a, we work together really well. It's kind of improving with the last film we've done. So um, that was also, that was a sneeze, by the way. It wasn't a fart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're really excited. And, and of course, we have Rachel coming on board, which is awesome. So yeah. yeah, now it's kind of just a matter of getting the pre-production stuff done. And then, you know, once it, once it's time to, to film it, we're going to film it. So I actually did a, yeah, we did a, a short film a couple months ago oh, in October called School. Um, and the guy who was like the director of photography and I co-directed it with his name, Shane Beecher, he's from, um, Northwest Indiana. He's actually, he, he signed on to be director of photography, which is really cool too. So uh, that's cool. Uh, we have him and his expertise coming, so it's going to look really good. And yeah, we're, we're really excited for it for sure.
0: So, I mean, you and Rachel did Jack's go as well, right? Both of you guys were in yeah. it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's yep, cool. Absolutely.
0: So, uh, two questions, uh, dark ground, where is that available or is it still in a uh, film festival, uh, rotation? So-
1: yeah, so we did a family, a friends and family screening of Dark Ground. Um, we still haven't pushed it out yet. I think they're going through distribution channels right now, whether it's Netflix or Hulu or whatever. that's oh, good. Um, yeah, so I, whenever I have information, I'll make sure to, to send it to you so you can link it on your website and stuff. Definitely. Uh, but right now, it's still kind of in the post-production stages. We have screened it. We did watch it, and it's pretty good. So um, now it's kind of just a matter of, of of the timely response after the coronavirus to see where it's going to go. You know what oh. I mean? So. <laughs>
0: And then Jack Skull is that available or is it still in uh, production?
1: That that, that's kind of in post production as well. Um, It it was kind of tough. So we we filmed Jack Skull in about two and a half three weeks. Um, But then when we were watching like the dailies, it kind of occurred to us that like we were either the is That then again these are like you know independent film problems. Like yeah, the continuity wrong or. Even just little shit, you know what I mean? Like something didn't add up and we had to reshoot stuff. So we have a, we actually have a couple of scenes to reshoot when it gets kind of like that time again, yeah. um, when it opens back up and we can all be together, which I don't know when it's going to be. But once we get those done, it's probably going to be a direct to YouTube thing. Mm. So we'll just kind of upload it on YouTube and let, let it go. Um, that That was kind of just a passion project for Shane and I, just because we wrote it. Shane wanted to be DP, and then Rachel was really interested in doing it too, so she signed on and then it kind of just happened organically, but that's going to be one of those things that we probably just upload for free. Yeah. Mm. Um, if we if we watch it and we think we have the next fucking Halloween or something like that, then we probably will yeah. do that, but um, <laughs> mo- most likely that's probably going to have like a, either a YouTube release or you know, I know Xfinity does, like, those short films now, too. So we'll, we'll figure out a way, but that's kind of not in limbo, but it's still in post-production, so we're still working on it a little bit. Yeah.
0: Dude, continuity is a motherfucker, ain't it? Like, as a person, right, like, as a consumer that's not in the industry, you wouldn't notice, but, like, me, yeah. I'm looking at it like, that motherfucker's shirt was unbuttoned a minute ago. Why is yeah, it buttoned yeah. back up? Well, dude,
1: it- it's wild because like when you look at films, like if you look at like the the crew that's part of a film, I, I guarantee you each film or TV show has at least 10 to 12 people watching for that shit. Mm-hmm. And there are still things when you see the finished product that don't add up. You're like, oh shit, like wait, that boots are your color or like it was sunny, now it's not. It's like holy shit, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah like how the fuck did that Starbucks cup land on Game of Thrones? Like how the fuck do you miss that?
1: You know, like the Dude, yeah, just ridiculous. One of so my, one of my favorite ones is like you know that I'm like a huge like Leonardo DiCaprio family like, that's my guy like he's like he's my guy like I swear to God one day like we're gonna be fucking best friends like for sure dude
0: he is so white and you're so white that'd be so <laughs> fucking
1: when, like the so Wolf of Wall Street there's a scene when I, I'm sure whoever's watched the film I've seen it oh my god time, so. which scene
0: I've watched that like eight times
1: so when when Jonah Hill goes in and he's like they're, they're doing that it's it's in the diner when, when Leo's eating uh, lunch when he's Jonah, asking for his paycheck yeah, he's he's like, You show me a pace of for seventy thousand dollars, I quit my job right now and I work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you watch that closely, dude, there's there's like literally a point when like Leo's face is in the bottom right and it's it's focused on like a, a medium shot of Jonah Hill where like Leo's talking but his mouth is closed. And I was like, mm. Holy shit, that's that happens
0: all bad. the fucking time. It's, like and I don't I understand love, I love how that, that just stuff. I don't I actually go through YouTube sometimes and look at, you know, hidden, you know, hidden uh, continuity problems. Yeah, I know for sure. Uh, what's what's his name? Ted Danson. I don't know what's his name. It was like an old movie where there was a cutout behind a curtain. And it everybody oh, for years said it was a ghost, but it wasn't. I'll send yeah, you the link dude. afterwards.
1: It's wild. I think like you know, especially with the Wolf of Wall Street, like Martin Scorsese's directed a lot of pictures, and you know, if you look at all of his editors, I mean, it's it's basically one person, and that's Stell Machinemaker, and and they. I feel like sometimes they both put that kind of stuff in the film just so people can point it out. You know what I mean? Because they know that's so hard to get everything perfect that maybe they're. Just Do you going, oh, really
0: think that's ready. on purpose?
1: I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily on purpose, but I know that sometimes they'll leave little things like that in. Because, dude, if you go to any movie or any TV show on IMDb, there's always a goof section. And every single project, no matter what it is, it has it. Like, you could watch, like, I mean, Game of Thrones probably has, like, 12 pages full of shit. You know what I mean? Or oh, yeah. any, any – your favorite movie has goof. So, like, I always question, like, the authenticity of it. It's like, okay, well, like, was the intention to kind of, like, like, have – like a lot, it, was the intention to have – like the audience create a dialogue for this, or mm-hmm. was it actually a fuck up? You know, what I mean, I always wonder that. I'm not sure. But
0: You're I mean... talking about creating like an like a like not, I don't want to say a publicity stunt, but a way to get people to start talking about it.
1: Like like an Easter egg, kind of. You know? What I mean? Yeah, like that, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of like yeah.
0: Because it's it's, it's sure. really hard to believe that you have 12 people looking at the same fucking monitor and you you miss something <laughs> so simple, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that's exactly what I thought as well. It's a, yeah, yeah, same thing for sure. You only have
0: one job, you know? So uh, how one do you job, yeah. how do you prepare for a role? Uh, like this, because you say that you go, you usually play a douchebag, right? Uh, yeah. I, I don't, you didn't say a douchebag. I said a douchebag. You say college. <laughs> um, you usually play a college, a college guy. Um, how do you prepare for a dramatic role like this?
1: Well, I mean that that's kind of you know what Rachel was talking about. You learn a lot more about yourself, and <laughs> I think that you know the the one thing that's going to be a not a challenge necessarily but it's going to be different is like i really have to like look at myself as a person look at myself in the mirror and say like okay who i who am i really like who like if i could like have five words that define myself what are they you know and just start basing you know because i feel like with this film obviously we lose our son and that's that's super traumatizing so like you have to go back and think okay like how does being traumatized feel and how are you going to portray it accurately? You know? So it's, 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 it's a a really, it's a big creative process, you know? And I feel like that's kind of the beautiful thing about doing a drama is you get to kind of look at yourself and everything that comes out on screen, it has to be authentic and genuine or else like you're going to know it's not real. The audience is going to know it's not real. So it's, it's going to be a process, but it's definitely a little bit more evolving than doing, a, a role that i've done in the past for sure because mm-hmm. a lot more goes into it you know what i mean that's 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 the huge thing
0: yeah how um are you are you gonna what's what's gonna be the approach are you gonna be method or are you just gonna say all right cut mm-hmm. all right cool i'm gonna go back to being the, a white leo are you gonna be <laughs> method the whole time
1: well I, I think the onscreen chemistry that Rachel and I are gonna have is gonna be kind of it's gonna be already there because you know we've been together for almost four years now so that that's gonna be a, a very fluid organic process but you know mm-hmm. as far as method I, and I, I I've talked about this before I think if you're really into something like I mean for instance like there was a scene that I had to do at, at a at Simon casting like three months ago. And there was a scene where like, I was really amped up and like, I was kind of going crazy in it. And there was a part like the line after, so I I read, I was really pissed off and I was getting into it with like the other reader. And I I literally forgot my next line and I just skipped it because I was so (laughs) into it. Uh, And it's, that sounds fucking crazy, dude. But like, sometimes I feel like if you're, if you're into it, like there's always a little bit of method to the madness. You know what I mean? So like, do I think that I'm going to be, you know, like, um, like Johnny Depp in this film? Probably not, but I mean, there's always going to be that realistic element of like, okay, like this is, this is crazy. Like, you know, you have to dive deep and and really portray this thing how it should be, because if you don't, you're going to be another dipshit that we talk shit about not knowing what he's doing. You know what I mean? So that's, I mean, Hollywood's full of those people, you know, you see someone, you're like, how do they get this role? You know? Yeah. I feel like everybody needs to, to, to yearn, not to be that kind of person just because there's so many of them. So you want your stuff to stand out and you want to be accurate and and present it in in the right fashion. You know what I mean?
0: I think even, even with like, let's say even with the method acting, people still shit on them. Like Daniel Day, they always give him shit.
1: Uh, Fucking
0: Johnny Depp, he turned into a woman to play Willy Wonka. You know, like there's everybody.
1: Too, I mean, Christian Bale is, he's, he's a huge method actor as well. And like Jared Leto. Oh my God. They, yeah, they but they show,
0: they dude. they put their bodies on the line. They yeah. lose so yeah. much weight and they gain so much weight. Yeah. It's it's you know it's kind of scary. Uh but Rachel, how are you preparing for this role?
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be a challenge, which I'm very excited about. Um I mean, just like Leo, this is totally different than anything that I've ever gotten to play. I've obviously never played a mother, and mm. so I mean, you know, you look at your own mom and you look at, you know, your partner's mom and um, I don't know. It's just it's just a totally different, you know, emotional state that I feel like I'm going to have to break into Um, the fact about, you know, caring for your child so much that like, you know, when they go missing, like having that drive, like all you can, you know, think about is their safety and making sure they're okay and finding them. And so that's definitely going to be emotionally, I think, very challenging because, You know, as any actor, I want it to come off as very believable. And I want Mm. you to be right there with us. I mean, we just talked about how um, The Invisible Man. I don't know if you've Mm. seen it.
0: Is it the new one or the uh, The new new one? one. No, I haven't. So So good. So we
2: it's incredible but you're right there with her the entire time you're feeling everything that she's feeling the entire movie and you know you want you're rooting for her essentially and I want everyone watching you know Glastonbury to be right there with us and to be you know feeling every single emotion that we're feeling and um it's I'm really excited it's going to be fun but it is going to be a process you know getting into that emotional state for sure
0: so how the dynamic right um so your the on-screen wife is your off-screen partner. How yeah, how is that? I mean, that's that sure. has to be rough. That's that's gonna be rough. How how is that? It's
1: I mean, like I said before, I think it's 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 all about how you perceive it, you know. So like Rachel and I, we've obviously had ups, we've had downs, we've had really, really high points, we've mm-hmm. had, we've had points that we don't really want to remember too much, but at the same time, like all these things play into the chemistry that you're going to have with someone, whether it's on screen or if it's in real life, you know? So <laughs> I really do think that, you know, this this dynamic of us being together for a long time, I mean, we're going to be together forever. You know what I mean? So like, this is just one of those things where we get to dive into and, and kind of play ourselves, but obviously there's going to be different characteristics about our relationship, you know? Like, obviously we don't have kids now and we're going to have a kid in the film. And not only are we going to have a kid, we're going to lose this kid. So yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of new... New emotions that we've never experienced in our relationship come out, which is really cool, and that's always a, yeah. kind of a cool thing to yeah. to be able to explore. And 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 you know, I just I just feel like it's it's going to come very organically because, especially with Jag Skull, is a little bit different, but it was still mm-hmm. a little more dramatic than, let's say, Room Thirteen, because that was just a totally just a totally different film. You know what I mean? Right. So getting to see different emotions come out of each other, that just I mean, that's just going to be a very natural thing when we react to it. It's like we haven't reacted to these emotions before when, when, when each other, when we're both like upset or whatever. So now it's just a totally new, fresh thing. So it's going to kind of be like, it's almost going to be like improvisation because Mm -hmm. you know, we have to react to the other person. And, and although we've seen a lot of emotions coming out of each other, it's going to be new. So that's going to be like the, almost like the yes. And thing, you know, with improvisation, you got to react and yeah. you got to react truthfully, you know? So I think it's going to come organically, but of course there's going to be challenges. But I, I think that, you know, having Rachel be in this film with me and, and, and me in this film with her, it's just going to, it's going to make it that much more fun because yeah. we kind of know what to expect, but at the same time we don't know what to expect. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh man. I'm excited to see it. You talking about it is like getting me amped up. Yeah, so, I um, it, man. um any thoughts of when it would be released?
1: Well, we're gonna film it in, uh, like I said, well, I, I, I would, I would hope July or August, pending if we're gonna, if this bullshit passes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna probably film it in July or August, and I would say post production. You know, usually independent films that are feature films over an hour and a half, they're probably gonna. I would say editing process is gonna be anywhere from six to eight months. So hopefully, you know, sometime in maybe. October of 2021 that could be way off but that, that's that, that'd be cool if we could do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah we're, we're pumped for it man we're, we're we're reading the script every day we're getting familiarized with the, the material and 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 yeah we're, we're, we're pumped for it for sure so
0: oh, all right uh, do you have any special shout outs uh,
1: um, yeah you know what I actually do I have one that I was about to talk about when you were talking with Rachel about um how she prepares for this. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm not sure if you know Rock Omari. Uh Rock Omari, he is an actor. He was on Empire. He was actually just in um what is that new film he did? Uh seven or some, twenty-one bridges. Uh he was with that with um JK uh JK Simmons. Okay. And he actually gave me some really, really good advice a few months ago. I'm not gonna get into it, but I was just struggling in the audition room and I came to him um so shout out rock amari for for being such a cool cool ass dude i mean he's he's got so much shit to do and for him to reply to me and give me a little bit of advice what meant the world to me especially with someone i i appreciate and admire so much so shout out rock and i also want to shout out to uh, antoine mckay he's my dude he's he's been helping me a lot too so i, I really appreciate those guys and and shit shout out you man for doing this this yeah. is awesome talking to you man no
0: sure. man thank you thank you uh do you have any special shout outs uh rachel
2: um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he definitely knows a lot more people in the, in the acting community. So shout out my mom, out my dad, <laughs> my sisters. Yeah. Shout out, shout out my mom and my dad too. You yeah. guys are awesome. <laughs> so are, actually I
0: have a question. Are you guys going to be, so you don't, you don't have kids, right? So there's okay. nothing there to be attached to when you lose him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to, how, how is the process going to be for, um, you know, getting prepared for that. Are you going to do research? Are you going to talk to your parents? Or yeah, I mean, that's, YouTube that's videos.
1: We, yeah, that's all we can really do. I mean, I feel like we both have really, really good parents that have you raised could, us pretty really well. I mean, so. you could buy a dog and then purposely lose it.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think again that, that's one of those that's one of those things where we get to we kind of get to like it's going to be new, and you know that that's our responsibility as actors to to find out you know how it feels you know obviously right. like our parents haven't lost any of their kids but at the same time it's like <laughs> you, you can always get you can always get insight as to you know well like where does your protectiveness come from like yeah give us give us memories about us when we were kids that made you protective you know that kind right. of stuff and the more you kind of um immerse yourself in a, a parent's mind i feel like that's just the the more real it's going to come out on camera you know what i mean yeah. that's awesome I also,
2: think, I also think too with like looking at our parents something that i i mean I've seen it, you know, on both sides that like our parents would do anything for us. And it's like when, you know, I would hope that when people are watching this that we can, you know, you know, portray, you know, the strong willed nature of a parent, you know, not not parents who are, you know. Scared, and we, and obviously, it's a scary situation, but you know, that drive of being like, I'm going to do anything to find my child that I love, you know, that I have the
0: mama bear
1: instinct, yeah, exactly, for sure. That's exactly right.
0: So, um, I, you know, I'm currently in the process of writing my second film, it's about a father losing this child. Uh, what really helped me with uh, connecting well, I mean, I already have kids, right? So, yeah, I never lost mine. Luckily, I have all three of them here, I Mm -hmm. I know where they are, Mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, what really helped me with my research is uh, YouTube. There is a, a interview with parents who lost their their kids due to death, right. and the way they speak about it. I mean, as a parent, I could connect with it, but just hearing their words and how they feel and 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 you know what's going through their mind. Oh my gosh! It, it's it's definitely relatable. And, I mean, I was at work crying listening to it because, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just connect from that. And I, I think that would be a good inspiration. I could send you the link once we're yeah, once we're done with this. Dude.
1: I mean, a, a, again, like it's so new to us that we'll take, you know, any anything, any any material we can get is, is, is positive material, you know, because there's so many different ways to look at it. But the, the main thing you're going through is just grief. You're like, holy shit, you know, how does it feel to grieve? And yeah. that's that's just that's a crazy, crazy thing to think about you yeah. know you don't think about losing that ship, but then when when someone does like wow it actually happened to someone you know right.
0: Oh man, that's scary! You're gonna make me want to go downstairs and hug all my kids at the same time. <laughs> yeah. oh, go, go do it. Go do it.
1: All right, man. Well,
0: I had uh, a blast talking to you guys. Um, I'm somewhat buzzed right now, so it's it's a good happy time for me. Yeah. So thank all you guys right, boy, for jumping man. on. Keep drinking, bro. Keep drinking man. <laughs> I'm on lockdown. I have nothing else to do. Thank so you uh, to thank do you guys. Shit. Shit. <laughs> well, drink up. I'm a toast virtually. Uh, thank you guys for jumping on. I appreciate you, Leo. Keep doing your thing. Uh, let me know uh, more about the film, and I'll and I'll help you uh, promote it. Okay.
1: Appreciate you, man. Yeah, for sure. Stay safe. Tell the family we said hello, and and whatever you need, bro, just let us know. We're here.
2: Absolutely. All
0: right. All right. Nice meeting you, Rachel.
2: So nice to meet you All too, right, brother. All
0: right. Take
1: care. Later, man. So. Bye, man. Bye.
0: If you enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button to stay centered on all Indie Center podcast episodes. If you are an independent creator and have a story to share and want to have a sit down, please email me at indiecenterpodcast at gmail.com. That's indiecenterpodcast at gmail.com. If you have sponsorship inquiries, I would love to help local businesses. Please email me at indiecenterpodcast at gmail.com. Until next Monday, guys. Peace.